Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Standing on My Soapbox, the daily rant and radio show. We talk about all of the good, bad, and the ugly of current events. Join your host, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. You, our listeners, are invited to call in and stand on our soapbox with us. Call 347-989-0126 between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. That's 347-989-0126. Now, here are your host and creator, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Standing on My Soapbox. It is Friday, July 26, 2019. I am your host, Scott Fullerton. My co-host, actor and writer, Craig Hurley, uh, is on an audition, so we're not sure if he's going to make it in today or not. So I am going to take it as far as I can take it today. We may end a little early today. But to save that, to go the entire hour, I need your guys' help. Give us a call, 347-989-0126. We are at the end of a busy week in news, politics, and pop culture. We've been talking about lots of stories this week, so if you have anything that's on your mind that you want to talk about, Give me a call and we can hear your point of view at 347-989-0126 is the number to call for the next hour. Uh, let's go ahead and jump up on my soapbox and start talking. Uh, definitely want to thank everyone for tuning in this week. We are at our new time now, Monday through Friday at 3 o'clock Pacific and 6 o'clock Eastern for one hour. We are your Monday through Friday call-in talk radio show where we discuss what we've read in the news on news, pop culture, and politics. And we encourage you guys to call in and let us know what's on your mind as well. So as I said, it's been a very, very busy week this week. Talked about a lot of things. Of course, the big news of the week, I think, politics-wise, was Robert Mueller um, testifying before the House uh, Democrat Committee, both intelligence and uh, Oversight Committee, and so that was a, a big deal. Um, for a lot of people, it was a big nothing burger. For a lot of people, it laid out everything that President Trump has done to obstruct justice. And so uh, more and more Democrats are going towards impeachment. They're up to 96 at last count, and Republicans are still saying this is a whole lot of ado about nothing. So if you guys have an opinion, give me a call here, 347-989-0126. I watched the entire thing on television Wednesday. Uh, I think, as I said, um, Wednesday evening, I thought there was a lot for both sides to grab onto and a lot for both sides to be frustrated by. Um, The Republicans really wanted to talk about the origins of the report and some of the people on the report, like Peter Strzok and everything, they say that it was a biased report from the beginning based on foreign intelligence and OPPO research. Uh, and Mueller refused to answer any of those questions as because of ongoing investigations. Because if you don't know, there is the inspector general looking into all that. And for the Democrats, um, Mueller was refused to answer anything outside the scope of what his report said. So he didn't want to comment about what he thought of William Barr, Attorney General's characterization of the report that many people thought were biased and leading. He did not want to talk about his opinion on 
uh, the president's guilt or innocent. That was for other people to decide. So there was enough uh, people to definitely um, talk on both sides. Looks like our buddy Randy Slovacek is uh, calling in, is on listening. I hope he will give us a call and join in. Let me see here. Randy, go ahead and give us a call, 347-989-0126. I would love to have you on the air. Give me one second here, and I will give Randy the phone number. And we can be joined by the great Randy Slavacek out of Las Vegas. So, yeah, um, so that was a big thing for the day. So let's give him a second to call in. There's all sorts of other stuff going on in the news today. If you guys would like to call in, 347-989-0126, and I would be happy to have you in. So let's see what else is going on um, this week. We had a lot of information going on with the Senate Intelligence Committee. We'll wait and talk to Randy about that. Let's take a quick music break, and we'll let Randy call in here for you. Um, I'm going to play a little bit of uh, Blair St. Clair, Now or Never, and we'll be back in just a couple seconds. Give us a call, 347-989-0126. Like you knew me I lived in the world of green I got too good at painting the dream But if you really knew me Fuck made it out in the flesh I'm here cause I'm getting it I'm gonna turn the tide I'm gonna live my life The way I
is a busy tone And I hear it Cause it's calling by your voice Unknown Gotta filter, it's all for show You believe it But you never really know I know And you're never gonna guys 
We are back. Thank you so much to Blair St. Clair for two songs there. We have Call My Life and Now or Never. Guys, I'm very excited today. The mics aren't working here. I'm hoping the mic. Blog Talk Radio is blowing up. I'm hoping you can hear me. Randy, can you hear me? (laughs) I can hear you. Oh, my God. The buttons are, like, going crazy. Like, someone else is running the buttons. Can you still hear me? I can hear you. You know, I had a an online radio show for two and a half years on Blog Talk Radio, so I remember how sometimes because of the internet, it can like freeze up on you or something, and you're like hitting the buttons and it's not doing its thing. It's the ghost in the machine, dude. I'm telling you right now. I mean, you know, yes, the it is. Telling me that I'm in private mode and that you're just in listen only mode. Doesn't show anyone in microphone mode. So that's absolutely crazy. But anyway, let's jump to it, guys. I am so excited today. We have my great buddy, Randy Slavacek, calling in all the way from Las Vegas, Nevada. Randy is an amazing dancer, choreographer. He is a pop culture guru and an LGBT news icon. His Randy Report has been the go-to news source for LGBT news for, gosh, how long has that been going on now, buddy? Since 2011. Can you believe? Wow. 2011, 2011, eight years. Congratulations, Mm -hmm. man. And he's been doing Instinct Magazine articles lately. I'm so glad you saw my little post. I was alone today and decided to call in. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you, I, I, you know, I listen to you all the time and I saw the tweet and I thought, well, I can maybe call in for a little bit because I remember uh, my days uh, with with my blog talk radio show and and sometimes it can be really hard, especially when you're used to having your co-host with you, to not have anyone with you to to kind of bounce things off of and it's so much more fun anyway. So, um, and well, I, you know I how it love... goes. I mean, Craig is an actor and writer himself, and you you do all that yeah. fun stuff. So you get called into auditions last minute and things happen. But I think he's actually calling here in a second, so maybe we'll have him join us in a second. It looks like he might awesome. be able to call in in a minute. But let's talk about what's going on with you, my friend. Um, you've been such a busy guy. When I was out in Vegas twice over the big gay road trip, you were, like, bebopping all over the country as well. How have things been going? I was. We did not get to, to connect on this last trip of yours. Um, I've been great. I'm, I'm still writing uh, every day for instinctmagazine.com. I still have the randyreport.com. Um, you know, it was really super cool, not to brag about myself, but every now and then something really cute happens. A couple of months ago, I was going into Pride. PR Newswire, which is a big um, press release uh, media website, prnewswire.com, named me one of the 13 most interesting LGBT blogs to follow. And, and like, the other 12 people were all these people that I read every day. And I'm like, wait, what? The Randy Report? Really? So that was, like, way cool for, like, it made the coffee that morning even better, and I know you know how I feel about coffee. So, but it was that was super well, cool. It should be, my friend. You do some great stuff. I think we do have Craig on the line. Craig, are you there, buddy? Yo, what's going on, dude? You made it out of your audition. I need to introduce our good buddy Randy Slavacek. You're actually in the same city. Um, Randy, uh, are Craig we both is currently in Las, in Las right Vegas? Now. How you doing, oh, yeah. Randy? I'm good, Craig. How the auditions go? Uh, well, all right. Yeah, you never know. You know, I don't usually. I don't talk about them. I don't. I don't talk about them until that. I book them. 
So yeah, I, I remember those. I was a little superstitious myself back in the day. Yeah, no, because what happens? It's not even superstition because I'm I'm not really superstitious. It's it's you'll tell people about what a great gig you just went up for, and then you won't book it, and then like a week later they'll ask you how that went, and you know when you get on, <laughs> and right. and you're like embarrassed and going, eh, I ain't gonna be doing the show. So uh-huh. um, yeah, so that's why I don't talk about them until they actually happen, until I'm actually sure. on the set and filming. So. Well, you guys have both worked with such iconic people. Randy's work with Carol Channing and so many more. Um, and I met Carol. Work, Craig, with uh, Luke Perry. And I met Carol. Chicago I met Carol in high school. Nice. Carol Channing came really to like yeah the the Chicago Academy for the Arts is where I attended high school, and Carol mm-hmm. Channing came for an entire day and just talk to the entire school about everything that was, you know, about everything entertainment business and how she was kind of locked into playing this certain part for her whole mm-hmm. life. So and, oh, yeah. uh, the whole hello Dolly thing. So, yeah. Yeah, no, she was really cool. She was really, really cool to us. Well, I love well, Randy, her. you're uh, our guest in my life. Exactly. And you were magnificent. You guys got to check out the videos. Randy, you're our special guest today. You only have about 10 minutes. Let's go ahead and let you take the lead. What's on your hot button on the Randy report? And we'll kind of fill in from here and comment on it. Oh, well, I was, happy, on your hot I was happy to chat about the, uh, the, the Mueller uh, testimony and everything that you were already on when you were, when I called. Um, Wow, is there a dog fight that thirty? Yes, my dog yeah. has under attack. <laughs> There's a dog fight. I am so safe. My miniature dachshund. Too bad this is so on video. Safe. Yeah. <laughs> Protecting daddy you know, Scott, at all costs. You, Scott, you were talking about the um, Mueller testimony and the, the aftermath, weren't you? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like I said, there was a lot for both sides to go into, but I think it really has – galvanize Democrats a bit and galvanize Republicans in their opposition just as much. What's your take on it? Well, you know, I watched the whole thing. It was, it was, it was difficult, I have to say, because it, it, it could get so tedious. And especially in the morning, the one thing that you became very aware of is the Republicans were speaking very quickly. And we have a 74-year-old man, and I don't say that in an ageist way, but, but he's a 74-year-old man, and if you've ever seen a wide shot of these committee hearings, you know, there's like dozens – there's all these Congress people, and, you know, you have Democrats on the right, you have the Republicans on the left, and they're switching back and forth every five minutes. And one thing that I noticed that really kind of started to irritate me was the Republicans had clearly discussed this thing about when they would start to address uh, Mr. Mueller by saying, over here, over here. And it was a subtle right. little thing to make people think that he was befuddled or, or confused or something. And you literally had like dozens of Congress people in front of you. So he was literally trying to find the person. This little over here, over here thing became a calculated little bit that I thought, well, that's a little icky. The other thing I'll say, I've, I've seen a lot on social media about people having opinions about, well, you know, he, 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 he was kind of stuttering over himself or he couldn't do this or he couldn't find that. He didn't remember his own, his own report. I want to go, well, he is 74. 
and he's being people are talking to you this fast and you're saying on page 70 page 482 in citation 602 uh can you tell me if you missed that and is that common in the right place and he's right and he even for said his during report, testimony right yeah he even said during testimony that he only sat in on maybe a dozen or two of the 500 witnesses they went through so he's not going to know right. every little thing he's going to have to look it up right Right. And you would see him reach for his own report, but they would keep talking while he would be trying to flip pages. And it was all in an effort to confuse him and make him look bad. But one of the points where where I was headed with that, though, was, you know, someone on social media said, several people have said, you know, I don't need him to be Al Pacino or Robert De Niro to be, you know, uh, just thrilling TV to be right. The truth is right. right, whether it's a 74-year-old man trying to speak into the microphone or it's a 33-year-old, you know, angry Republican. Uh, he didn't need to be riveting television to be right. And, and that's the truth. The truth doesn't have to be riveting. It just has to be true. And, you know, I don't... You know, I, I, I think the Democrats got out of it what they wanted to a degree. They got stuff out on the record. They got him speaking to some of the things. I think the first five minutes was, was what they needed when, when Nadler asked, you know, did you exonerate the president? No. Well, because we'd heard Donald Trump say over and over and over and over, well, I was exonerated completely, complete right. exoneration. Well, here's the guy saying no. Well, that's about as black and white as you get. So they got that. You know, did they get their Perry Mason aha moment? No. But I wasn't expecting that to begin with. And he really didn't want to be there. We knew that. Uh, he was uh, resistant to even make the appearance, but then he did. You know, he didn't want them resorting to a subpoena. But, you know, everybody's spinning it their own way. Now, today, I'm sure you saw that Nadler has now, his committee is now suing for the underlying evidence from the grand jury. Uh, testimony, saying that they need that. So they can make a consideration on if they will pursue impeachment. And people seem to think that's a really big, big, big deal that now that they're suing for this this evidence. So we'll see where that goes. Um, Yeah, it's going to be interesting. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and Craig's been relating all this to The Handmaid's Tale, just got renewed for the fourth season today. Craig, are you a happy camper? I'm sorry, what? I didn't hear that. I said, what did you ask me? You've been, you've been relating all this stuff that's happening to the uh, Handmaid's Tale. It just got renewed for a fourth season today. Are you a happy camper now? Oh, yeah. No, that's cool. That's absolutely cool that, uh, that it got renewed. I didn't, I didn't see that it, uh, that it got renewed. Um, yeah, there's um, it's a whole bunch of things that happen in the hands, Handmaid's Tale, and they do flashbacks. And uh, and it shows how they actually got to the point where they got. And there's a lot of women's rights issues and a lot of LGBTQIA plus issues and uh, a lot of race issues. And then we get back to, you know, the 1600s and uh, and we're uh, doing all the Puritan stuff that they did then. So that's what my Handmaid's Tale is about. That you know, it's 2019, and we're living a, a Puritan lifestyle. So, um, 
And while I was yeah. driving uh-huh. into Columbus today, I'm in Columbus right now for the state fair. And while I was driving in, I was listening to my favorite talk radio show that always gets me upset with my local conservative guy. And he was going off. I want to know if either of you guys saw. I missed it somehow. I guess there's a video of some African-American men pouring buckets of water, cups of water on a, a couple of New York policemen. And he was saying it's all because of the progressive agenda and everything like that. So I had to call in and I went off on the guy and he hung up on me, which was kind of fun. But have you followed the story at all, Randy? Hi, Scott. We don't ever hang up on people. We don't we don't yeah. ever hang up on people. We want people on standing on my soapbox to actually stand on the soapbox and tell us their opinions. So three four seven nine nine zero one two six. That is the number. Are you- are you familiar with the story, sorry, Randy? Did you talk about it at all? Uh, I am not familiar with that. I have not seen this. This, this I black not either. That's why I didn't know where it was coming officers. from. Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, supposedly it's the progressive a movement's fault. A couple of African American people throwing a bucket of water on some policemen after they arrested somebody. It's they're making it like a, in response to the Justice Department, um, not filing any charges against the uh, uh, police officer there that was in the chokehold for the guy that ended up dying. Oh, but yes, for was, Eric Garner. conservative guy was yeah, blaming Garner. it all on progressive politics and that we're letting all this happen as progressives in our liberal agenda that's making the police the bad guy and these lawless African-Americans the good guy. And I was just sitting in my car grabbing onto my steering wheel with dear life. I had to call it a yell at the guy, then he hung up on me. So anyway, I did my job today. <laughs> I love you for calling in. That's fabulous. Right, yeah, well, there's Randy, been a tremendous amount. There. There's been a ter- Go ahead, tremendous right. amount of police brutality. Um, that's just been that's been happening all along. Uh, that's not something that you know. Uh, it's not something that's new. Um, uh, African Americans have been shot when they're not uh, armed they've been choked out when they're not armed um you know it's it's been happening all along it's been happening for years and it's just about time that it's up to us it's up to us when we see things happening it's up to us to, to surround those people and make sure that it doesn't happen make sure that they don't die you know and yeah, yeah there is inter- some interference that we're going to be causing we don't want to promote throwing water on your local policeman. That's just a bad no. act, and those guys should get in trouble for that. But still, right. um, we, need to, we need to protect each other. Randy, and you, and you also need to support. Right. also yeah. need to support the local police departments at the same time, So because they are here to serve and protect, Absolutely. supposedly. Yes. Um, so, so, you know, you, you have to be careful when, you're, when you are interfering. Um, and, and uh, you know, also be careful of yourself, you know, be aware of the, your surroundings at that moment and, uh, and watch yourself. But, yeah, I, like the people that surrounded the uh, immigrant that was that ICE came after and that happened like two days ago, the entire community, there was like 100 people that surrounded their house and surrounded their van and making it impossible for ICE to actually deport him. So, Things like that. And you when know, we see it happening, we have to respond. And it has nothing you know, to do with being liberal or conservative. It's it, you. You just have to respond. It's another human being who is obviously being tortured. 
So Right. Go ahead and jump in, Randy. Well, I was just going to say I agree completely. And the great thing about those neighbors that that surrounded that van and helped them get from the van into their house uh, legally was that they were informed and that they knew what the law was. They knew that if they were going to step into a situation, they knew how to do it legally. They knew how to yep. do it without harming the the officers, the ICE officers. And that's the important thing. I absolutely advocate people stepping in. But before you do, if you're going to be someone who is going to step up and step in, make sure you know what your rights are, what the legality is, and then do something. Do raise your voice. Do step in. Just make sure you know what your rights are. Because those people, it was great because a lot of people don't know that, that when the immigration officers come to you, if they knock on your door, you do not have to let them in. There's a whole set of things, and people have been passing around these rights that people have on Twitter and on social media. And I think that's really important and useful for people to know because some people would just go, oh, I opened the door and they took me and that was it. And, and those neighbors were just so wonderful yeah, and they courageous don't have a judicial, and committed. ICE does not have a judicial warrant in order right. to actually take somebody. They can detain you as long as you're outside of your house um, and, you know, on public property, but they cannot uh, enter your house. Cannot. Right. It's like a vampire. You kind of have to invite them in. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's an excellent uh, analogy. I like that. <laughs> well, listen, guys, I'm going to jump. I, I'm going to let you guys keep talking, but thanks for letting me call in and chat for a while. And um, always good to, I listen to you guys all the time. So thanks for taking my call. Thanks, Randy. Well, we'll have to have you call in again, be one of our special guests. Just let everyone know where they can find the Randy Report and follow you on social media, my friend. You can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, and from there you'll find me everywhere else. So All thanks, right, guys. You're the man. Enjoy the show. Thanks for calling in, bud. Appreciate Absolutely. It. Enjoy your weekend. You too. You thanks, too, Randy. All righty. I appreciate him calling. I, I put a social media out that you were. Uh, might not be able to call in, and Randy jumped on it. Jumped on it like a second. So that was great. Good to have him. Yeah, I've had a, I've had a lot of shit. A lot of shit to deal with. So, right. yeah, it wasn't just well, that. There's, yeah, there's a whole bunch of other shit going on. Uh, yeah, we haven't really talked about too much other stuff here. I don't know what's on your hot button today. There's a couple of things on there. Uh, I yeah, no, speaking of hot. Yeah, go ahead. Speaking of hot, it, it, it's been really, really hot across the United States. And uh, it's still going to it's gonna get hotter. It's not like we're going to, you know, um, these temperatures aren't going to go down anytime soon. Um, you know, even during winter months uh, in Chicago, we had days that were 75, 80 degrees. So, you know, this stuff doesn't happen. We're not living in a, in a world now that uh, actually, uh, we can't, we don't have any weather patterns. There are no weather patterns anymore because, like, currently there's the high-pressure system that is sitting over, and I, I looked at it. I thought it was a low-pressure system when it came in, but it's a high-pressure system. It's, it's spinning the opposite direction than a low-pressure system, and yet it's causing an immense amount of rain and, and uh, thunderstorms and tornadoes all over uh, like the, it was here, it was in the Southwest, but now it's moved up into the central part of the United States. 
And normally high pressure systems don't do that. So my point is, is that we don't have a, a normal pattern. We don't have any pattern of weather that we can actually follow. But hot is something that we can all know and we can all pay attention to, temperatures being at 105 today in Las Vegas. Um, uh, there has been a, a, an immense amount of people that are leaving their dogs and their toddlers in cars. And I'm really not, you know, don't have them in the first place. I, I'm getting, like, angry at this. If you're going to have a dog, don't bring it along with you in a hot, on a hot day in a hot car. It doesn't matter if you walk into, I don't know, I don't, don't want to bash any companies. It doesn't matter if you're walking into 7-Eleven or if you're walking into, if you're, if you're gone from your car for what you think is going to be five minutes. In that five minutes, your car heats up to like 110, 120 degrees. So you can't, in, in 105 degree temperatures. So you cannot leave your dogs and you cannot leave your toddlers. And I, 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 I don't understand it. I, I really I don't understand it. Don't have the kids in the first place if you are going to end up leaving them in a car so that they can boil to death. I don't, you know, and suffocate. So I, I don't, I don't, I really don't understand it. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of people out there. They're, they're all anti-abortion. And, you know, I just, if you're going to have a baby, you need to take care of it. I, you know, you need to take responsibility for it. And uh, I just, dude, there's been so many reports over the past, like, two weeks of people having to smash windows to get babies out of cars, to have smash, smash windows to get dogs out of cars. And it's just, uh, I, I don't get it. I, I, I'm, I, I'm so, like, disheartened when it comes to the human race and the things that they do um, or the things that they don't. Uh, it's, it's just... I, <laughs> I don't get it. I never left my kid in a, you know, she's, she's 18 now. I, I never left her in a hot car. I don't, what, how can you forget that your kid's there? Or why would you do that on purpose? I don't, I don't understand. So, and well, people, luckily a lot of please, people are being please arrested for it. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but that doesn't, that doesn't do any good either. Because then you're taking away your, your child. You're taking away the parent from the child. So that doesn't well, you're work saying either. they shouldn't have them in the first place, so maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, shouldn't have them in the first place. There you go. All right, let's move on. Um, I got two other weather. But then they go into a foster care weather. system of some kind, and and that doesn't work either, man. You know, if they're arrested right, for moving on, for, let's move on. Um, let's. I got two more other weather-related things here, real quick. Um, speaking of the opposite side of the weather, um, over in. Uh, for the first time, I think, ever, let me double-check here. Uh, oh, it's a, no, just a rare decision, but for one of the very rare times, they had to stop the Tour de France because of a hailstorm up on um, the highest peak over there at the Col de l'Etran, which I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's uh, one of the mountains they have to go through. They're two days before getting into France. They had a freak hailstorm happen there that wasn't expected either that caused ice all over the roads, and they had to stop 
the Tour de France for it so they can clean up the road so people wouldn't hurt themselves. So I thought that was interesting. They were having They've never had hail there. Well, they, they just haven't had to stop it because of that. I mean, it's, it was high up in the mountain. I think it was like uh, uh, 2770 meters, so that's three times, right? A meter is about three times or right. no, a meter is a foot. So right around there. Um, kilometers, I think. Meters, three feet. Okay. Meters, three feet. So, yeah. So that's about three and, that's three and something. Feet. That's up there pretty high. Then. That's and a then lot of hail. Another thing, that's a lot of hail. It covered the entire <laughs> city. They couldn't get down. And then the other right. thing I heard that you might have heard about that I never heard before, that we might actually have some mitigating factors in our hurricanes down south this year because there is a stronger than normal uh, dust blowing off of the Sahara Desert. I guess it yeah, happens that every year. Cause, that should cause through. dry air. That should cause right, dry air. We shouldn't, we shouldn't have a really strong, uh, any uh, strong hurricanes coming through. But that's what I'm saying about the weather patterns, is that we can't really right. trust what we understand of weather patterns in the past, because it's different. So... Yeah, because I didn't realize changed. that this sand goes across all the time, but if you get a lot of yeah. it, it does affect it actually helps with hurricanes, but it does change the weather pattern quite a bit. Yeah, normally with dry air, hurricanes don't form, So, but it seems to be forming anyway. I think that has a lot to do with uh, the current temperature of the oceans as opposed to the atmosphere. Because um, they're charging up, you know, all these little storms are charging up in the Gulf Coast and also in in the Atlantic, closer to us, uh, closer to the United States than Africa. Um, but yeah, I, I really think it has a lot more to do with uh, with the uh, uh, temperatures in the ocean because our, our ocean temperatures are really high. They're they're really high up there, and it's just surface temperature. It's not necessarily the they, you know, uh, underneath, it's not necessarily, you know, 20 feet down or 30 feet down. It's, it's all surface temperatures that are really high. And that's what hurricanes usually feed off of is, uh, is the moist, the, the warm waters. So, and we've done, we've absolutely done a number uh, as humans. Um, we've absolutely done a number on our oceans. Uh, over the past hundred years, we've dumped an immense amount of chemicals and dumped an immense amount of oil. So that's just going right. to heat up those that the oceans. Just going to heat it up. Yeah, we've got little storms that are popping up that are all that are all that could turn into hurricanes, no problem. And all over the Gulf Coast and and all over uh, the East Coast. Right. Yeah, they're popping up everywhere. So yep. we got to we'll see what happens. But this is supposedly, hopefully, in the long run, uh, diminish them a bit for the rest of the year. So we'll see what happens. Um, right. Yeah, that's what it that's what it should do. That's what the Sahara dust should do is stop hurricanes from forming. That's that would be normal. Um, the the thing is, we got really. Uh, I don't know if we had an El Nino this year or an El Nina or a La Nina. Sorry. Uh, I, I think we had an El Nino this year, and that's what provided so much um, uh, precipitation across the Midwest. Uh, that El Nino uh, provides a, a lot of moisture, and it comes out of 
the the Pacific. It comes out of like South Pacific, even all the way to Australia. Um, it's coming out of there, and because it does the reverse than than the the uh, the northern hemisphere. So the southern hemisphere goes in reverse. Um, it's if we have a, a El Nino then we tr tend to have bigger storms and we tend to have more rain. If we have La Niñas, uh, then we tend to have not any storms. We tend to have drought. And like in the 1500s in the United States, they had two major La Niñas and we had mega droughts. Right before, yeah, once again, we're talking about the Puritans. Uh, right before the Puritans showed up on the Mayflower, um, we uh, we had two major mega droughts in the United States over a ten-year period of time, and that that has that does continue to happen when we have La Ninas or we have El Ninos. Um, uh, the I, I'm I, like I said I'm pretty sure that they're looking forward to La Niñas, uh, which are the ones that will cause drought. So we should actually be looking forward to more um, heat and uh, and drought than we should precipitation. Where last year was an El Nino year, from what I understand. But like I said, it's all shifting, man. And so uh, you know we can't trust the weather patterns of the past. Because the, the weather patterns now are, it's it's different. Like I said, there's a high pressure system that's in the middle of the United States. It's causing a bunch of rain right now, and that's not supposed to do that. High pressure systems usually clear out stuff because they're spinning the opposite direction. They're bringing in dry air from from the Arctic, and currently the Arctic ain't so dry because everything's melting, so it's hot. But you're adding when that stuff melts, you're you're adding all of that humidity up into the atmosphere, and it's being dragged down right now, currently in a in a high pressure system. Because right. a low pressure system will spin um, uh, counterclockwise, and a high pressure system spins clockwise, and and so it's drawing air. If it's spinning clockwise, then it's then it's drawing air from the from the um, from the Arctic, and if it's counterclockwise, then it's drawing um, uh, really warm air and humid air from the uh, from the Gulf. If you're in the United States, so gotcha. you know it it shouldn't be happening that way, but it is. All right, well, let's move on. We only have about 15 minutes left. Uh, I got two quick political, then we'll go into pop culture finish up today. Um, one thing I want everyone to be thinking about is the big thing we did hear about Mueller is that we did have Russian interference and that they're probably going to do it again. The Senate already um, Intelligence Committee yesterday released a report on the Russian interference with it, bipartisan. Um, this is done from the wow, Senate. Wow, there's a so really loud Corvette driving by me. That's right. Um, so we got a report from the Senate saying what's happening, that, that all 50 states need to work on it. And so the, the House passed a bill for tighter security, and Mitch McConnell is not letting it come to a vote in the Senate. So please write your senator. 
tell them we need to have election security for some reason. It's not important to our uh, leader, which is really funny because this report came from a Senate committee, which is run by Republicans. The Senate's run by Republicans. So it was uh, brought to them saying how all 50 of our states have been affected somehow by this Russian hacking and that we need to do some things to prevent it. And Mitch McConnell refuses to enact any legislation to help with that. So please write your congressman on that. And then in yeah, it's it's gonna it's impossible to avoid. Just know that they are doing it. Just know it's already happening. Uh, Things like that face, that that thing. It came out like two years ago. The one where it changes your face to make you an old person. Uh, That's a Russian bot, and those are Russian hackers, and those are that's the Russians doing shit to us, and we don't even know that it's being done. That that um, even if you sign on that on that um, post where it changes you into an old person, uh, the and I don't know why anybody would want to do that anyway. Why do you want to know what you look like when you're old? I don't. <laughs> but um, uh, it it actually can tap into your files and tap into your photos and tap into it can tap into everything on your phone. It knows where you are. It knows who you are. It knows all this different stuff. And it, it, it's just by it, – you don't even have to accept the terms, and, and it will just do it. Just by clicking on it was enough. So uh, try not to go after any of this clickbait. There's a whole bunch of clickbait out there. You know, there's, uh, there's other things like saying that you won awards, you won visas, you won, you know, Walmart cards or whatever. I, dude, don't click on it. That's, that's first and foremost. Know that it's happening. And there's a lot of dumb people out there, dude. A lot of dumb people that are just like, yeah, and I don't mean to call them dumb. I I can't call them, you know, you call them ignorant and they take offense to that too. When ignorance is just not learning, not, not having a proper education. And it's not even a college education or a schooling education. It's just basics in life education. So, you know, don't go clicking on the clickbait. Just stay away from it. Exactly. That's what I attempt to do. I mean, every once in a while, a story will come up, but, you know, and I'll click on it, and then I'll be like, all right, yeah, this source sucks. So I'm, I'm off of it in a half a second. But even then, they're already tapping into my shit. They're already looking at my stuff. And we don't know if it's coming out of – we don't know where any of these websites are coming out of, if they're coming out of Russia or if they're, wherever they're coming out of. We don't know. Right. No, exactly. That's true. So just that know is, that they're already cheating and that it's already affecting us. It's already affecting the 2020 election. It's but we can happening. put in safeguards and, pre- and prevent. We, we can do things to we help can, it We happen. can try to prevent it. Hey, that's, what, that's what when the FBI talked to Zuckerberg on Facebook or about Facebook and about the cheating that was going on there, he, he knew that the Russian bots were, were – being um, being sent out before the 2020 election, he knew it, and he didn't. Zuckerberg himself didn't do anything about it because it's it's marketplace. It's a it's free speech. You know, you're you're not supposed to be you're not supposed to be curtailing or censoring, especially if you just own a company. You're not supposed to be censoring material. And since the FBI talked to Zuckerberg, uh, they have changed the entire format of Facebook. So it makes it harder for them to cheat. 
and they're very aware of who it is that's putting out the bots or putting out the posts. And uh, also there's like, a, there's like a, a, if you put something on there about white supremacy and being a good thing, uh, it's immediately taken down. So, you know, they've got all of these um, troubleshooting uh, uh, things that they do. And, uh, you know, a lot of it is computer because there's not enough people to actually look at everybody's posts. So they have all these troubleshooting where they will they they will take it down themselves. They don't, you know, Facebook will take it down. Right. So just know that it's happening. Exactly. Um Business news today, the Justice Department okayed the merger of Sprint and T-Mobile. So now the two worst cell phone companies are going to be horrible together. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) I I can't really talk shit about T-Mobile. I'm on T-Mobile right now. So, uh, yeah. No, and actually, I I have a really bad signal today for some reason. I don't know what's going on. We've had computer problems here in, in Vegas for at least the past week. Um, mm. Things have been, yeah, things have been shutting down out of nowhere, and you know you're not able to get a signal out of nowhere. I'm surprised I haven't gotten cut off yet because signal's horrible. Yeah, there. yeah, my uh, the computer we were talking just when you came on. My computer's going weird here today for some reason. It's like the and here in Columbus. Looks like, well, I'm on a. The thing that scares me is I'm on the Red Roof Wi-Fi here at the Red Roof Inn in Columbus. I'm saying, so who knows who's running my machine right now? I have no clue. (laughs) Don't know who's running your machine. (laughs) But it says that people aren't live when they're live, and it says you're not. I don't. I don't know. I give up. It's only ten minutes left, and then the weekend starts. Yay! (laughs) But yeah, T-Mobile and them are. Joining forces, I've had all the four major characters. Verizon's my favorite. I'm with AT&T right now. Verizon's been the best, I think. Um, I thought T-Mobile and Sprint both are pretty much horrible with some advantages to each. But they're going to let them do it. The $26.5 billion acquisition. Wow. They're going to make Sprint sell its prepaid phone products, Boost Mobile and Virgin Mobile, and T-Mobile has to help the Dish Network develop a new service. I guess Dish Network is trying to go from wireless um, satellite to phone service, and so they're going to let them do a little comp- competition, and T-Mobile has to help them somehow for commercial use. So that's the only terms on it right now, but someone's making $26.5 billion off it. That's a billion with a B. Wow. That's a lot of money. Hey, you ready to shoot yourself over this one? Take Check this out. We're trying to get $25 million for Daylight Sucks, right? This little yeah, yeah. Uh, six-year-old, YouTube, six-year-old Korean, South Korean YouTube star uh, has 30 million subscribers and talks wow. about um, toy products. Just bought Oh, yeah, no, I've seen that kid. House. No, I've absolutely seen that kid. Yeah, and, he, and he's a foodie. He's a foodie guy as well. He's a, his, his, oh, he does like pizza toppings and stuff. Oh. This is a girl that okay. she does talk about products, toys. And she bought a Yeah, no, I've seen a, I've seen a boy that does that. Right. Yeah, there's a couple kids that are making good money. But this girl got an $8 yeah. million dollar house in Seoul, Korea. Wow. 
based off of her YouTube channel. Wow, yeah. dude. That's genius. I'm genius. You, six years old? Thank you. We're doing something yeah. wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, no, you know, I'm I'm sure those parents actually appreciate her. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. She just bought them an eight million dollar house. Yeah, I'm right. pretty sure they appreciate her. And where <laughs> is she from? Uh, they're in South Korea. They're in South Korea, and she was able to do this. And people yeah. are complaining about not being able to get a job in the United States. Now, why don't you guys go on YouTube and like you know start um, I don't know reviewing toys. Uh, reviewing restaurants, reviewing stuff. I mean, uh, that's obviously what she did. And they're complaining about jobs in the United States. Yep, yep. Um, I did see, though, just when I came in, I wasn't going to talk about it. We'll talk about it next week. But the latest uh, GDP came back and it was only at 2.1 last quarter when they said we're going to be at 3 to 4% every quarter. We went from 2.7 the year to month before to or 2.1 so that was interesting what else do we have Uh, a couple pop culture things and we're out of here Um, remember the Brady Bunch house that they uh, yeah uh, yeah I've actually yeah no I've seen it a number of times I used to live in Studio City and that house is in Studio City uh, California Uh, the 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 Brady Bunch house uh, I forgot who bought it. Didn't somebody just buy it? HGTV did. HGTV did. Really? Network. Yes. And, and they are not. Are, are they going to tear it down? Guy. Because the last I heard, they were going to tear it down, but they're not going to? No, they, they did a marketing coup and they hired all six of the surviving Brady Bunch stars that are going to do a very Brady renovation and turn into a series and renovate the home. Smart cookies over at HGTV. Yeah. No, that's really, really cool. I don't know if the inside of the house actually looks like uh, the Brady Bunch house, but they may make it look like that just because. Um, I'm pretty sure it's just the exteriors that they that they used for the Brady Bunch right. house. And, and then all the no, interiors were done on the south. The real stage. house doesn't even have a second story. Remember how they were always on the staircase going upstairs? Exactly. The real house doesn't have a second story. So, yeah. Correct. But they are going to do a very – it's located in Studio City, and they're going to do a very Brady renovation and make it a uh, um, a 10-part series, I believe, with the different actors wow. teaming up with HGTV stars premiering September 9th. I thought – that's pretty smart of them to buy that house. It probably didn't cost a lot, but I'm sure it cost. At a one lot time, at one time it was yeah. At one time it was for sale, and they wanted three hundred thousand for it. And I actually almost went after it, um, just because I oh, thought it'd goodness. be cool to live in the Brady Bunch house. Um, but right. now I, I'm pretty sure they paid closer to two million dollars for that house. I mean, in the area that it's in, and and what it is. So because yeah, it's right there, it's our it's Valley Village right. Studio City. Yeah, you're probably right. So, yeah, so that's it. That's the last of my stories I have. Anything else you have you want to bring up? Lori Laughlin looks like she is going to go to jail. Uh, it looks like there is no way around that, and they're looking at two years. And I'm just wondering about really? her. Yeah, I'm just wondering about her husband. 
I'm not, you know, I, I, it doesn't matter. Lord, I, I don't even think she should be on the air right now because Fuller House should not be on the air. And it, it, without a TV show like Every Which Way on Nickelodeon, which was Katie's TV show, um, uh, Full House would not have gotten any ratings a- at all. So, um, you know, and it was only because of Every Which Way that Full House actually got ratings. They haven't gotten any ratings since 1980-whatever-the-hell that they were on the air in the first place. So um, uh, they would not have gotten any ratings without Every Which Way. And and so and Every Which Way was a non-union show, so none of the actors on Every Which Way got any residuals. So as far as I'm concerned, Lori Laughlin was using Katie's money and because Katie didn't get any residuals for the job um, and giving it to USC. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Why isn't USC being prosecuted on this as well for accepting bribes? I'm not I'm not sure what that's about. Like, how come they're not they're not being questioned? You know, you guys accepted the five hundred thousand dollar bribe. So what is happening here? Um, and also her husband, uh, Massimo, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering cause he's under, uh, uh, money laundering charges and, and something else. And I, I don't know what it is, but enough to put him in jail as well. And, and nobody's really talking about the husband and nobody's really talking about, um, uh, uh, USC, but they're all talking about Lori Laughlin going to jail. And I'm just not sure, you know, what exactly is is going on there, and why these other people. Well, I haven't believe been, the teachers, you know, the teachers that have been involved with it, have got charged. So there was. A they lot have of gotten charged. Yeah, oh, okay. All right, somewhere I missed that. The teachers yeah, that were involved. What about the administration? Well, I'm, that I'm not sure of, and I'm not sure how much the administration was part of it. Like you said, a lot of the teachers, a lot of these were done on either test-taking, so it wasn't the school that was administering the test. These were actually right. testing departments that did it, so the schools weren't involved with that part. And it was the coaches that were doing the fake crew members and things like that. I don't think the school was actually involved in it. So the administration wasn't actually involved, and that's why they, nobody's gone after them. But they have gone after the oh, teachers right. and the professors. Okay. That's okay. What I'm but, you know, and Massimo, I'm, I'm wondering about her husband because he, they're both being charged. So he may right. be looking at jail time, too. Right. Well, we'll see what happens. Cause it's Lori Laughlin, jail time, and we're right up to 359. <laughs> there you go. Well, let's go ahead and end on a little bit of uh, we'll 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 talk about how disappointed we are. Just like Dolly Parton was disappointed in Jolene, we'll play a little Jolene from Dolly Parton uh, and paint okay. on it. Yeah, right, and uh, in case Friday. in case Valerie in case Valerie Harper uh, you know happens to pass away over the weekend, um, she's she's not doing well. She's not doing well at all. Um, and her husband's taking care of her. I know we talked about that yesterday too. Uh, but, uh, everybody, you know, if you're, if you're online, Instagram, whatever, um, hit up Valerie and, and, you know, give her well wishes because she's about out of here. So, and it's, that's kind of sad. That's kind of sad. Didn't mean to end on a sad note. Oops. Wait, it started going. The song started going without me. There we go. That's okay. There we go. 